Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots Finale Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. And today we are looking at the second season finale of Transformers Rescue Bots, episode number 52. Ooh, we've got a full season of G1 now. Oh, wait, no. None of the G1 seasons were that long. There was a short one, and then there was 100 episodes or something. Yes. Well, they they never quite got to 100 episodes, so Rescue Bots will eventually surpass that. Pure. Rescue Bots is surpassing everything. Well, maybe not. Uh, there might be more episodes of that Rescue Bots Academy, but those are like 15 minutes long. Well, in my mind, I'm counting them as the same show. Okay. Because it's a continuation. Oh, well, in that case, then yes. All right, it so is. It's it's a lot of episodes. Is what yes. it comes down to. I mean, I guess I would be would be would counting Rescue Bots Academy as a continuation of Rescue Bots just be like counting Robots in Disguise as a continuation of Prime? Though I would say yes. Yeah. Well, we we haven't gotten there, so I don't know what the changes are. But I think the changes would be less than pretty much any other series. Where, like Armada to Energon, that's a shift. Mm. Prime to Robots in Disguise, that's at least an animation style shift. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't well, think I, this one's going to be as much. Well, there's definitely an animation style shift. I think. Oh, I mean, it's still Flash, but I think they moved the animation to Ireland or something. Oh. Anyway, so this first aired August 2nd, 2014, uh, written by frequent Rescue Bots writer Greg Johnson, uh, last seen here, uh, writing the Griffin Rock Express. Haha, that's why he remembers the train tunnels. Yes. And, uh. Oh, well, I, okay, I, I haven't, I guess, looked at Rescue Bots Academy before. They, they are shorter and more chibi. Yes. Kind of. Well, and also, it's mostly new characters, because the, it's like Rescue Bots students. Oh, okay. Okay, so then I guess it is a different series. Yeah. I think most of the characters show up, but they are voiced by non-union voice actors. Oh, no. Uh, as opposed to Robots in Disguise, which was just like throw all the money at voice work. Yes. Kind of non-union voice actors can be good. It's the problem. We've just seen how it is in, in those um, machinima things and the Netflix ones. Yes. I am very wary of that kind of... Yeah. I'm, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping this Nickelodeon series shells out for uh, for actual voice act, where, you know, the better yeah, talent. We, we don't need Peter Cullen and... and all the old guys, but get professional voice actors. Just give me somebody who's yes. not doing a bad Peter Cullen impression. Or bring back... Yeah. No, Tom Kenny's probably expensive, but... Uh. Eh, it's not my money. Someone who's on a regular Nickelodeon cartoon. Yes. There's a guy in Cyberverse who's just extremely, like, knockoff uh, Steve Bloom, and it's oh, super dear. distracting. Huh. Alright, so, uh, so, uh, Dr. Morocco, uh, is, uh, conducting a log entry of basically the previous episode saving us from a previously on Rescue Bots. It's a good way to do the recap. Yes. I appreciate it. Yeah. So. In character recaps are good. And in here they yes. note that Madeline Pinch did need smart robots to dig her gold mine, which is why he didn't just use the knockoff Rescue Bots to do it. <laughs> like I said, I, I do, I, I, 
assume that they were just going somewhere where radio controls would not work, so they mm. needed to be able to operate independently. Mm. Well, the, I I don't even know if it's implied. Like the, his flashback introduction is doing a lot of heavy lifting. It's like I wanted these alien robots. Lady wanted me to dig with robots. I got these alien robots. I want to steal. Win win. I would say that the the idea was that the robots, you know, would need to have enough intelligence to have to to use their own judgment. But apparently, their judgment was not very good. So no, <laughs> that that actually was not. They needed some smarter robots. <laughs> And uh, of note, this is also where he names his big um, anglerfish uh, sub the Nemo. Yes. Yay. So, Not the uh, Nautilus, though. No, also we now know that uh, the Vern device is indeed not so named because of his love of uh, Jim Varney. <laughs> He doesn't really seem like a big Jim Varney kind of guy. Doesn't seem like he would appreciate that kind of humor so much. Do you do you know what I mean? <laughs> Vernon. <laughs> so and- Also he he refers to his uh he refers to his voice narration that he's doing here as the Morocco memoirs. Yes. Oh yeah. And also because she took away his youthening chamber, he's now looking pretty old. How often does he need to use it? Like, he just used it like an hour ago. I mean, maybe it's the more he does, the more he has to use it. Maybe. Or maybe, I guess that was before they had actually kidnapped them, so... Yeah, presumably there's some hidden time here. Day, maybe, Yeah, they're they're definitely. It, it just seems like it hasn't been that long, but I guess daily is not completely unreasonable if it's the thing you can sleep in. Yeah, so, so as he's doing this, he's trying to get the, the rescue bat bots back to come and chase uh, Madeline down, but they've turned their comms off, and also his sub has lost power, so he's just out of luck. Yep. Oops. Uh, meanwhile, womp, womp, womp. so meanwhile, the, the rescue bots are confronting the Burnses, who they have been told are a family of dangerous criminals. But very they're confused dangerous. because they're being very nice. <laughs> Super dangerous looking. Yeah. No, they're not dangerous at all. Anyway, but before they can apprehend them, uh, there is an enormous wave. Well, yeah, as, as the island is sinking. Yes, as the, the tunnels beneath them are now collapsing. And it turns out that it is a bad idea to have your entire island honeycombed with uh, abandoned tunnels because <laughs> now they are about to sink into the uh, into the ocean. Yeah, it, it, it's nice that something that, well, at least I've complained about, it's like the honeycomb... The, the, Tunnel everywhere, all over the island, is coming back to haunt them. Yeah, no, they're about to pay the price for their hubris. As we get an overhead uh, overhead shot of the entire island, which I think we got once before, but this one's more detailed. mm -hmm. It's like, oh, now we now we can have a map to spot everything. And yeah, the bubbles are coming up all around the island, and it starts to sink, and we get a mini tsunami. Or is this tidal wave? Or no, I guess it's a. I. I would. I mean, a, a tidal wave isn't really a, caused by tides, so it's a it's a misnomer. Yeah, uh, but 
Tsunamis are caused usually by earthquakes, and this is land shifting. Does this count as an earthquake? I'm not sure. I would say yes. I would say that land shifting does still count as an earthquake. Yeah, the point is, uh, they're about to be, uh, they're about to have a song written about them by Donovan. Uh, okay. Hail Griffin Rock. Anyway, so yeah, the island is about to sink, so they have to uh, cease hostilities and protect the burns. Hmm. Ziz. Because even though they've been told that these are dangerous criminals, that doesn't stop them from rescuing them, because they, they're still rescue bots. Yes. So, uh, so they're they're not they're going to go back to the firehouse to see to hear them out, but they are not going to. Uh, no, you, you can't ride. ride inside us. No. So, luckily, they have brought their old fire truck and what looks like a Crown Victoria uh, police car. As uh, as Chase specifically says, you're not thinking of occupying our seats, are you? <laughs> I. Uh, and they, they were just like, okay, transform and let's go. Or I think he just says, like, vehicle mode bots. And they're like, uh, what? you're not the boss of us. <laughs> you're not the boss of me, no? You're not thinking of occupying our seats, are you? Listen, you're not a weird vague, British like, steampunk guy, are you? Yeah, yeah I think, uh, I, I, I think uh, the Burns has bought these cop cars a junker after it was uh, crashed while attempting to apprehend the Blues Brothers. <laughs> it it doesn't quite look that bad, but yeah, it's in that ballpark. Then again, the fire engine is kind of wait. Oh, we didn't we have we, have an old fire engine in a previous episode? Yes, we've seen that one? fire engine before. Okay, yes. So yeah, they uh, so they head back, and meanwhile the the entire city of Griffin Rock is beginning to submerge, and also this causes yet another incredibly dangerous truck crash. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not that surprising this time. Why is this guy always hauling incredibly volatile fluids? That is a good question, since we've seen an overhead picture of the island. The dock is right next to town. Unless he's just making a circle of the entire island to go to the mountain, why? I mean, there, there's like Doc Green's place up by the mountain, and there's one little facility thingy in the middle of nowhere, which I'm not sure what the hell that is. What what is so, going on? I, oh my! That I, might be the joke. I do yard. find the uh, I did find the labeling of this truck somewhat confusing because it's got a flame and then a no symbol over top of it. So does that mean you should not get fire near it? Because I assume that meant it was like fire suppressing foam, or like there was some kind of like firefighting substance yeah, in that it. Yeah, was, that was weird. Because usually it just has the just the fire symbol on it. Yeah. Yes. Well, labeling on fire... Like, flammable and inflammable being the same damn thing. <laughs> so Tags it's, on it's things like are that. very confusing unless you know what they mean or they yeah. say it. Yeah. So so is, uh, is Griffin Rock sinking? Well, luckily Huxley Prescott is on the case. <laughs> 
And he is interviewing the mayor, who is not much help because he, you know, he, he talks about how this is the first year of his term and how he is going to talk to Professor Plummer. No, no, yes. not just the first year, the first month of his no, term. Oh, that's right. Yes. I wonder if he, like, part of losing his memory is he, he didn't even realize he was mayor until someone told him, like, he doesn't even remember, or if it just took him back the first month. Yeah, I think it mayor, just took him just back the first month, because he also talks about contacting <laughs> Professor Plummer, who, I guess, had Doc Green's old job and retired years ago. Yeah. Yes. Uh, apparently he is named after the show's producer, Judge Plummer, and not, as I initially assumed, uh, the guy from Clue. Oh, I would have thought Christopher Plummer, but oh. because I thought that would be kind of a, a a double reference, because Doc Green is kind of a a fake Doc Brown, and oh, yeah. in the and Clue he's... movie, uh, Professor Plum was played by Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, ah, but no. Yeah, he much had, as he, with he, the Darby he, Ava that is thinking too much into it. Yeah, he, he had to step down after he shot uh, that uh, that uh, singing telegram girl. <laughs> okay. So, however, uh, despite the bizarre nature of this interview, Huxley Prescott says, believe it or not, that's one of his more lucid interviews. <laughs> Which is. Even shocking. though he literally does not know what year it is. <laughs> uh. So, yeah, they, uh, they get, they get to the fire station, they're, they're taken down to the bunker, uh, you know, they, they, there's there's all their equipment down there. There's a picture of them with the Burnses. Where everybody's smiling and happy. Yes. Uh, it is increasingly obvious that these are people they actually know and care about. Of course, they could really confirm this if they called Optimus, but he is busy being in the second season of Prime. Yeah, yeah, he's probably in, like, Turkey or something. Oh, I apologize. I am busy looking for some manner of artifact or something. <laughs> this was Whatever a long season. Whatever they told season. me to go look for this week. It is a long season. Maybe there was an evil me or something. That happened in an episode. <laughs> that happened one time. It's a thing that happened. <laughs> So they, uh, you know, and they say, you know, we, we were, you, you were assigned to us to sort of, uh, you know, learn from the humans and also you became our, our best friends. To which Kate replies, well, I don't know about best friends. <laughs> because, uh, Kate's, like, a real Cade. Dink in this, Kate's a real dink in this episode. He is. Well, he always is. He seems like a little more so. I guess. Worse than usual. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, they, uh, they, they, they sort of piece things together that, you know, they lost their memories much as the mayor has lost his memories and that they were, you know, they, uh, they, they were, they're working for Dr. Morocco and that they were using that phasing technology. And it turns out that, uh, previously Doc Green had realized he'd actually sold that technology to Madeline Pinch, who is, they describe as the original gold digger. Yes. Who uh, they, uh, they, they did eventually figure out that Doc Green was maybe getting a little ahead of himself and assuming that whoever was ordering that technology was a fine upstanding citizen. Yes. And, 
it, I don't I don't think we ever find out the mention of the pinch fortune, but the uh, given that they refer to her as the original gold digger, I have a feeling she had a husband with a lot of money who fell off a yacht or something. Is no longer with us. Yep. Rest in peace. He'll be fine. It's fine. <laughs> Definitely mysteriously disappeared. Uh, also thinking of Clue here, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was never found. I never said he was a good magician. <laughs> uh, anyway, so they have also figured out that the methane explosion that they caused underground is now sinking the island. Oops. So they've all got to go out to help because this truck has caused a fire in addition to the water. So, you know, everybody's... Uh, Taking on tasks. Cade is going to heat up some hot wings. Yes. I Miss mean, he, he is right that they are going to need to eat something because they're not going to get much to eat for a while. That's right. That's his least jerk moment of the episode. Being completely reasonable. I, I do like that when he thinks that... Like, we have to evacuate the entire island. I'm never going to see food again. Yes, okay. We definitely need to eat something. Uh, I don't know. Hot wings, I guess? Food. That thing that's famously easy to eat and not messy. <laughs> Definitely won't leave you in any kind of trouble later. All the rescue bots are just going to gunk all over their interiors. Well, he, he's got big gloves and a hose. He'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else should be worried about it. I don't know. Uh, well, There's no, because... flood and fire and chaos going around town. Wings are, are the least of their problems. Yeah, I mean, much much like uh, James Taylor, they, they are seeing both fire and rain. Yes. At least it's not a a fire tornado this yes. week. Well, and because the land is sinking, it's it's earth, wind, and fire that's causing the problems. Oh no, water, earth, water, and fire. Yeah, Griffin Rock is sinking, man, and I don't know how to swim. Hmm. Um, <sighs> she said, "Gordy, baby, I know exactly what you mean." Yes, uh, song reference to two thousand four to fit with the mayor's memory goes here, but I don't know shit. <laughs> uh, the strokes. Well, th- this water is rising, but thankfully, it is not the hot dog flavored water. Okay, was it? Oh, that was was it? Was that when Avril Lavigne was big? No, no, that's uh, that's Limp Biscuit. I know that. Or, well, I don't know. It's Limp Biscuit. I was just trying to trying to place my brain in two thousand four. It's around there ish. I was in high school. White stripes. Uh, All I know a, is white stripes. Maybe you're just asking why the hell this plan has to be so complicated. Uh, there we go. Thank you for the music joke, Rob. You're welcome. We got there. It was a journey, but we got there. <laughs> journey, also a music reference. But much earlier, although, uh, boy, maybe the mayor is still mad about that Sopranos finale. <laughs> oh. I don't get it. They're in the restaurant, Journey's playing, and then the episode's over! <laughs> As mayor, I will implore David Chase to make a new finale that explains what's going on. Also, what was the deal with that guy they left in the Pine Barrens? Huh? I'm sure he absolutely has the the uh, authority, the mayoral authority, to do that. Uh, David Chase is forbidden from setting foot on Grim Rock. <laughs> Stephen King, on the other hand, oh, uh, is, is Maine. 
how he's, uh, he's an honored guest, you know. Should have had him in the, us, back, uh, in the background at some point. Helped us clear out the town pet cemetery. We, yeah, we gotta get a Stephen King joke at some point. I mean, point. when yeah. uh, they were talking about scary movies before, I'm sure there was some Stephen vague- King mentioned in there. I vaguely recall there was some allusion to Christine, maybe. I think so. Oh, yeah, the, the Christine episode would be fine. But a uh, passing mention to Castle Rock or something. <laughs> oh, you know, this ferry goes to all the places in um, in Maine. Derry, Castle Rock. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Salem's Lot. Salem's Lot. Bangor. That's a real that place. I know. I've been there. <laughs> I just really love that name because it, it sounds like a kaiju from an episode of Ultraman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there were a couple of weird towns I can't remember. Anyway, back to the episode. So, yeah, some, uh, some rescuing goes on, and, uh, you know, they are going to... They figured out how they're going to fi- fix it. They're going to use the foam that they reinforced the rail tunnel with in the previous tunnel episode. And they're just going to sort of push the island back up on columns of foam. Yes, they did notice they're, they're poking around in their ultrasonic underground whatever, and they realized that the tunnels that they just recently used in that other episode that this writer wrote uh, have not collapsed the way the rest of them are. So, yes, they, they are going to fill all of the underground tunnels with the, the hardening foam. Yes. And meanwhile, Dr. Morocco floats up on his busted-ass sub. And he's like, oh, rescue bots. And I'm glad you're here. You can do my bidding now. <laughs> They're like, uh, that's going to be a no. Not so much. And he's all, all, all right. So, uh, so what if you, uh, you know, I can restore your memories if you track down that awful Madeline Pinch and uh, get it on my on the Nemo and at this, at the, it's at this point that the chief refers to uh, the Nemo as his sea lab. Yes, yes, he does. Oh, yeah. And if you're looking for me, you can check under the sea, because that is where you'll find me. Doctor Morocco should be in that show. Sea lab. You know, I, I, I really have to get it back. That's the only place I, I've been able to find Bebop Cola. <laughs> I was once trapped beneath that machine, betwixt that machine, and had to spend thirty minutes conversing with an ant. <laughs> also, uh, have you seen Debbie? It's uh, twenty twenty one is almost over. This is the last year we'll be able to make uh, jokes about Sea Lab. Yeah, it just won't be allowed after yeah. this. No, well, we could just hope for a sequel series next year. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, they're making sequels to everything else. No. Ah, so, so yeah. So they have a choice. You know, they can go. They can save the island, or they can find the Nemo. And they decide they are going to save the island. Yes. So you're on your own, Morocco. Sorry. So yeah, they you know they they phase into these tunnels. They they drop these foam bombs. Uh, it's also here that. They, that uh, Blades finds out that Heatwave is actually the leader. And initially he sounds d- disappointed, but then he's enormously relieved. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so uh, Danny tells him that, that he's not the leader. He goes, really? What a relief. <laughs> and then Heatwave's like, that's more like it. 
And it's also at this point that he's, he's, he says rescue bots soar to the rescue. Aww. Because flying. Except he doesn't even like flying. No. Yeah, so they're, they're filling the, the massive cave system under the island, which, as we see, it has to have sunk at least 50 feet. More, probably more than 50 feet, considering, like, the, how high shit is the waterline. Anyway, mm. and they're raising it up with at least 50 feet of foam. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a good the, bedrock the for an entire island. The plan is definitely sketchy. The, the f- Presumably they've got this as a temporary measure. I would At hope so. Well, otherwise, well, A, they won't have any more tunnels. Well, B, yes. this foam is, foam is just going to erode really quickly, because it's only foam, not rock. <laughs> yes. This is, everything about this is perhaps not the best idea. See, well, this it, is an ecological disaster. If it is eroding and going out into the ocean, little chunks of foam <laughs> stuck in fish. But also just the fact that the expanding foam would have sufficient force to raise the entire island uh, seems a little bit questionable. Yeah, the, the pressure would counterbalance it, would just start sinking back down eventually. Because the entire point of foam is there's air bubbles in it. Yes. yes. So, yeah. Anyway, it's around this time that we, we cut back to the... Uh, uh, the Nemo, and it seems that it is once again busted. Womp womp. Like, this thing's taken on wire. Madeline Pinch just hits the uh, the escape pod and uh, boots her way out of there. I guess she's gonna go to France in the escape pod. I don't think she's gonna make it to France in an escape pod. No, but she probably can't go to the mainland either, because she's probably a wanted criminal now. Complete. Extremely wanted. Well, she probably... Has a yacht that's already floating off land anyway. Yes. For tax purposes. <laughs> also possible. Good old tax purposes. But oh, is it, 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 when we see, like, the, the people climbing to higher ground somewhere around here, we see random citizens we've seen before. See Mrs. Niederlander without Mr. Pettipaws. <gasps> Where is Mr. Pettipaws? R.I.P. Mr. Pettipaws. Maybe he climbed up a tree, and now he's safe from the water. I don't think the trees are high enough. Like, it it was submerging small cliffs. Some of them have to be. But trees that are up on the tops of the cliffs, I'm sure he's fine. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. We'll see him again later. I'm also wondering where the hell the volcano is on the giant map we have now. Oh, yeah. I mean, if it's not normally an active volcano then it's well, probably yeah. just one of the uh, various hilltops. Unless it's one of the, the mountaintop that's closest to the Griffin Rock Mountain. The good news is that we yeah. will see uh, Mr. Pettipaws again uh, early next season. Yay! We will see too many Mr. Pettipaws. <gasps> oh no! Not cloning! Multiple meows! There is straight up a multiplicity episode. Aww. I like that the map and, includes the little cove that the dolphins all went into. And uh, what oh. do you think that uh, that episode is called? Oh no. Many paws? Meowtiplicity? Uh, no, because... The, Meowtiplicity. It, it, Mr. Pettipaws is not the main person who gets cloned. Oh no. Oh. Is it named after the main person who gets cloned? Yes, it is. Oh. Is it Huxley Prescott? It takes Prescott? a lot to make a stew. Pinch of salt and left. It is too many Cades. Oh, no. Oh, God, it's Cade. Of course. It's the worst. I mean, 
Cody would kind of be the obvious one because he's the main character. Well, he already had an episode where a strange ray turned him into a man. <laughs> yeah, so enough stuff has happened to him that, like, Cade is the second funniest. Mm. And I do think they do, like, a multiplicity thing where, like, the different Cades have different personalities. Oh, that could be really great or really bad, oh, no. like, multiplicity. However, I do not think, unlike the Michael Keaton movie, there is not a gay Cade. <laughs> or a... a a mentally handicapped Cade. Uh, Probably that, that also movie, not. The gay, the gay one was the not the bad problematic one, kind of. <laughs> oh, that was... There were other more problematic ones. It's weird that that's such a bad movie for being such a good idea for a movie, kind of. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we're we're racing through the tunnels. Cade is using his three years of experience as a paper boy. <laughs> And Heatwave forgot that he turned into a boat. <laughs> I it was wondering about that. In the 10 years that. he lost, or year he lost. Yes. If he would just, like, not do it, because he didn't realize that mode was a possibility, but I really like that he did it unintentionally, and then is like, what even was that? <laughs> it's been a weird year, huh? <laughs> yeah. He's very confused, but then he sorts himself out. Yeah, so so they they get out of there. They set off the foam bombs. the uh, The city is saved, and uh, Doc Green uh, says Excelsior. Yes. Either he's from New York State, or he's a big Marvel Comics fan. That could be either. Mm. Uh, so uh, Prescott is trying to get a uh, a quote from the mayor. But the mayor is just surprised that he is now bald. <laughs> Which I was, was wondering about thing. that. That was one of those things that I was wondering if if that would be a thing. And uh, of, course, of course, thing. it was. And like this would be a good opportunity going forward for him to stay bald. Because like presumably in the past, like he was trying to slowly cover it, but it's now it's like I'm surprised bald. I guess I have to do. I with mean, that. I think everybody knows well, at yeah, this point. Everyone because his hairpiece is not the same color as the rest of his hair. Everyone knows, but he's been pretending for a decade ish. <laughs> like, I'm not going bald like most balding people. <laughs> I know Morocco is. Uh, you know, the the Nemo is now just washed up on the beach like a uh, like a beached whale. Yes, like a beached giant anglerfish. It's kind of cool. Yeah. It is. It was a very cool sub, and it's sad that it's busted now. With a, with a vagaries of fortune have smiled upon me, and he, he de-olds himself uh, just in time to get arrested. Yes. I mean... Well, no, because first he's all, uh, you know, he's sneaking out of there with the Vern device, uh, and, you know, they're all, hey, can that restore, you know, the mayor and also the robot's memories? And he's like, I suppose. <laughs> and it it works on the mayor. It seemingly does not work on the robots. <gasps> yeah, and then oh, no. they stuff him into jail because it didn't work. Like, so, you know, what, what do I know about aliens? I hope they aren't going to leave him there. Like, send him to the mainland. This is... You're just asking for a Superman 2 situation. He, he does regret that he did not keep one of the phasing devices on him. Yes. You know, oh my god, look- I, want to, I want to see Dr. Morocco's nephew, who's got to be like 100 years old. <laughs> Lenny Morocco? Yes. <laughs> Somehow also voiced by John Cryer? Yes. I mean, sure. 
Doe, oh, Lenny, you truly are the Dutch elm disease of our family tree. Oh, thanks, Uncle. Uh, I mean, I, you know, yeah, they, you know, they're just going to look in there one day. He's going to be playing chess with Ned Beatty, and it's just going to be a hologram. <laughs> because we've seen the, the one other cop on the, uh, <laughs> oh, no. on the yeah. island. Can barely keep up with a couple druids. That is not a battle of wits he's going to no. win. No. No. But uh don't worry, he will return. Of course uh, he I will. I believe. Uh, yes. Uh, fairly early in next season. Okay. Yay. Good. So, you know, they, they were trying to, you know, show the bots all sorts of home movies so and sad. Uh, photo albums, and it's just not coming back to them. Sad. I do like but that then, we, hey, we they, do have an instance of something not working on the robots as expected. So, I mean, considering that this memory erasing device just worked on them to begin with, it's like, uh, okay. Mm. It's very sad. They're, they're definitely milking yes. it. Yes. But luckily they go to, uh, they go play a little rescue ball and all of a sudden their memories return. <gasps> Yay! It just worked a little slower. So yeah, all of that was just to build some suspense. Yes. <laughs> and all is well and, uh, that is a wrap on the season. Gotta play with my feelings like that. Well, Kind of a wrap on the season. There's still the Christmas episode we skipped that we will come yes, out. Yes, that we will do uh, this December. It's a Christmas special. Yeah, so that, you know, it, it was, there weren't like massive uh, status quo changes, uh, but it was a fun season. What? I feel like... It could be massive status quo changes if, if we never see the tunnels again, which isn't really that big a change, but... I know that eventually we're going to get some status quo changes on the show. I feel like the uh the enormous robot driven robot tank thing, the the mobile command center. Oh yeah, we haven't seen that in like ten that episodes. Didn't get used oh, yeah. as much as I would have expected. Uh yeah. Heatwave got a new form, but no one else did. Uh everybody got their little yeah, power up and energized things, but those didn't you know, those weren't like we, a total they, sea change. We saw them around. They, they, they've been kind of consistently around, but they but weren't like yeah, they're not we, in every episode. They didn't, and of course, we, like uh, change anything. It's just like a thing that they have that they can use now occasionally. It's like there, mm-hmm. there are no like stories that could only be told in the context of them having that. But yeah, we we are going to. I don't know if they're going to kick in next season, but we will get some status quo changes. <gasps> dun dun dun! Well, I just looked at the nep- next episode preview, and I think yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And oh my, it's a pun. No, oh, it's a pun. I don't want a pun. I don't like it. Get it away from me. Keep it. Except the puns. No, <laughs> I reject all the puns. So anyway, I, you know, I enjoyed this finale. I, uh, I kind of would have liked to get more out of Madeline Pinch, who I don't think even had a line in this episode. No, she wasn't uh, really in this episode uh, at all. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's unfortunate. You know, she's on the loose. 
And yeah, as you said, presumably, I mean, what did she do that was prosecutable, though? Yeah, it's hard to. I mean, I guess she was involved in stealing the the rescue lots. Yeah, she was involved. She was definitely involved in a criminal conspiracy. Kidnapping the rescue bots would at least, in the eyes of the law, constitute, like, a property theft, even though it would not recognize them as kidnapping. that we could still all pin on Morocco, not her. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I... Since she was subcontracting. I guess the government does know that they're sapient. Yeah, but is, yeah. Has, oh, yeah, the, is it the part of the government that has told the Justice Department? Well, I guess yeah. it could be, uh, it could be federal because they are under the protection of the federal government. Mm-hmm. Mm. But yeah, that's, so the federal government then someone would have to let the Justice mm. Department know that they need to prosecute this as a kidnapping and not a property theft. So that I guess that depends on how much they're in the need to know. Yes. Uh, but you know, all right. It's still, at the very least, it's Grand Theft Autobot. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I will miss. Uh, I will miss Rescue Bots as we move up back to Robots in Disguise. But it will be waiting for us when we finish. And I like Robots in Disguise too. Yeah, I mean, Robots in Disguise, it's not like this is going to be a massive tonal shift. So, Robots in Disguise is still a fun show. Yeah, it's fine. It's it's like, uh, Rescue Bots is a very comfortable show to watch and have odd digressions about because it's aimed for little children. And I love overthinking it. (laughs) Like how the hardening foam would actually support the weight of the entire island. Yes. yes. All right. So I believe that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. Oh yes. Uh, this week on Gosei Sentai, Die Ranger droves of evil Die Rangers. It's a cloning episode. <laughs> no. Yes. The, no Cades, but that, lots that of didn't Rangers. line up with the with the Cade episode. Then oh well. No, no, it didn't. Well, unless I save this episode for two seasons from now. No. Anyway, um, the, the monster of the week... Well, first, the rangers are at... See a sign outside. Hotel Suite. Or is it Sweat? I forget which one. I think it was Sweat. And they're, they're in a pool swimming around. Like Suet? Having a day like, off. Like you'd have bird feed in? Like Suet? Oh, maybe it's supposed to be that, but it's Japan. Probably not. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, they're in a pool swimming around. A lady comes up to them with a camera, takes pictures of them. Says, oh, oh I'm looking for people in, in the movie or some nonsense just to distract them because she's obviously the villain of the week. <laughs> it's so obvious. Anyway, takes pictures of them, leaves, finds the yellow ranger who's in, in a nice blue shirt, long sleeve shirt, and, and a sharp little vest and take pictures of him at a yacht at, at a dock with yachts and things it's like okay what These things are weird surprise she's duplicating them by taking pictures of them oh no it and really did steal your soul <laughs> copy empress who's like literally a copier machine oh, I love like, copy her machines. head is a scanner 
at a copier or is her chest? As uh, as someone who used to do fanzines in the nineties, uh this this character is my <laughs> new like favorite character. Favorite like kaiju y Tokusatsu. Yeah, she's got character. a pretty neat design. Uh, of of like you expect the office space guys to come and beat her up at the end of the episode. No. She will destroy them. <laughs> I was I anyway, too was made, the copy empress. She's made a copy of the Yellow Ranger who knocks out the Yellow Ranger so he can go to their base and try and kill Master Kaku. Which he doesn't have, well first he, he says, oh, I figured out that, that it's Master Kaku's birthday. Let's give him flowers and surprise him. And then they go to the base and, and he's like, it's not my birthday. What? But then Yellow puts on a sword dance and in the process of the sword dance, lunges and tries to stab Master Kaku, which don't work. <laughs> For one, because Master Kaku knows you're not doing the right form that you usually do. You're not the Yellow Ranger. And, and it's like, we should track him back to the base where they have the Yellow Ranger so we can find him. And I don't know why, but the Red Ranger pulls out a giant, like, stag beetle, <laughs> throws it at the fake Yellow Ranger, it crawls up under his vest, it's a like a spider tracker, shaped like a giant beetle. Why the fuck does he have that? This isn't even a beetle-themed ranger. Oh, all Tokusatsu is secretly beetle-themed. Anything from like, Japan yeah, is mean, actually beetle themed on some level, just inherently. Beetle themed things are very common in Japan, but it's just such a random thing that he has a giant beetle spider tracker thingy. Why? Because beetles. It's never come up. It'll never come That's, up again. It's just a big beetle with a blinking light on its, it's back. It's just a thing you would naturally make your trackers look like. It's perfectly normal. Sure. And, and not like a little monkey king or a staff or something. It, it was just very weird. Anyway, while they're trying to find the Yellow Ranger, the, the fake Yellow Ranger has gone back to try and murder the regular Yellow Ranger. So we have two fights going on, the two yellows. And then the Rangers, of course, encounter the copy Empress. And she had the swimsuit, ep- or swim trunks and swimsuit ep- prints them out. So there's copy Rangers. So you have a nice split screen of them. And then she spits out more because they can also transform into ranger forms. So you have four good rangers versus eight evil rangers, which just made me realize, wait, they have this many backup suits in the middle of a show? <laughs> I mean, I figure during the production of a Sentai show, like, you tend to make extra suits mm-hmm. with a full helmet and everything because shit's going to get scratched up in fights and things. And, like, it... At some point, like, in earlier shows, like, you would see some of the colors, like, sometimes green would fade and it wasn't the same color green from the ori- the beginning of the series. <laughs> <laughs> that, I guess, is, is one of the uh, weaknesses of tokusatsu. It is. It's really weird when, like, the suit color changes, but the helmet is still the right shade of green. Oh, so it's like, the, it, it throws, it throws you me off. You can tell. So I figured, yes, for for at least at some point in the show, they realized, oh, we have to make a backup suits because the originals are going to get fucked up. But to have three of each at the same time, it's like, I thought you would keep around until they get fucked up. They've got to be careful. <laughs> I don't know. I guess. I don't know. Or or they, this is the point where they realized, we really need to make backups. Yeah. <laughs> Let's use them. Anyway, at this point, while Yellow is fighting Yellow, I'm transformed. I realized 
Wait, does he have a goddamn identical twin? Yes, he does. Because <laughs> some of the shots were like, how the fuck do you do that? You can't do that in camera. Like, they're punching each other, and then the, the, the one facing away turns around. It's like, that's the same guy. What the fuck? But yes, he has an identical twin brother who ended up starring in, oh, one of the Beetle Fighter. Oh, no. It's one of the, the Metal Hero shows that's themed around Beatles. The Beetleborgs? Yes. Well, it, it was one of the, the shows that became Big Bad Beetleborgs. Maybe they, they had to do a duplicate episode because they had made extra suits early on, and they had gotten this far in the season, and they hadn't needed to use them yet. So this was their celebration that they had not wrecked any of the suits. Ooh. But it's also an odd thing. It's like, we have an actor who has an identical twin brother who's also an actor and will star in Big Bad Beetleborgs, and they will have an episode where the twin brother from this show will come and be the evil version. <laughs> That's pretty fun. <laughs> that is. And it just seems weird, like, having an evil twin... Why didn't you do that for more than one episode of this show? Like, this could be a running background character. Just have it be an, an ongoing thing just because the character happens to have an identical twin. Yeah. An identical twin who can act. I mean, some shit, like, um, Xander's actor and Buffy had an identical twin and they used it in that one episode. Oh, but right. he's not, I don't think his twin was like an actor. No, he, same way, same with, uh, Linda Hamilton in Terminator 2. Yeah. It's like the, Call to John. Sometimes you get, you do that for one episode, but this guy is also an actor. It just seems weird that you wouldn't use him for like at least a, like a three episode arc or something. Like Liam Hem Hemsworth. Oh yes, one of the lesser Hemsworths. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, anyway, the the, the 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 yellow manages to smack the copy lady with a spear, and then then all the copies disappear, and then they blow her up, and of course they fight in big form, and Oh, we could have Zord versus Zord, but not the same Zord, because we're not going to spend the budget to make a second of the same Zord, because we use them so sparingly, we're not breaking that. So it's the fully formed Zord versus the Red Dragon Zord in robot mode, because we can do that. <laughs> That's two separate costumes. Yeah. So so, so that, that, that fight, it, it's a little bit long. A lot of the giant robot fights tend to be really quick, because it's like... The monster does something that distracts the Zord for a little bit, and then the Zord just pulls out a giant sword and kills the monster. This, it's like, oh, Zord versus Zord, and then kills it and the copy mystery, copy empress. I love her. I think it's okay. I love her? It, it is weird that a lot of the female monsters in this have lips, but I guess that's um, a consistent thing with a lot of female monsters in Sentai being overly sexualized. Yes. That is a thing. I mean, understandable. <laughs> they're good designs. It's just a recurring thing. That's how you know they're female. Yeah. It's very important. Anyway, uh, the, the end of the episode, the rangers are playing in the pool again. Oh, no! Copy pictures of them are floating on the water, but then the photos and the copies fade, and then they pick up and crumple the pieces of paper. Yay, we're free from having to bring back this identical actor twin who we could use again, Aww. and are probably not going to. Alas. Damn it. Uh, and, and then the, the narration at the end, which we get sometime, is like, 
Uh, if you find someone who looks suspiciously like you, notify the Die Rangers. <laughs> Just I mean, that's, to everyone. Sure. To to like yeah to, to the to the audience of small so children. So that's the PSA at the end. If you find out you have a clone, that's the call the that's Die Rangers. The, the more you know at the end. <laughs> yes. But it's just such a weird thing that wouldn't happen. But if it did happen, like imagine, like getting a call at at Toei Studios is like from a small child saying someone looks exactly like him <laughs> after this episode. Oh man, like, that would be a good horror story. Yeah. Anyway, so this is a fun episode that, that halfway through it, I realized this actor has a twin. <laughs> Because, like, for, for a lot of it, it's, like, you see shots of actor and then, like, the stunt guy and shit. It's like, oh, no, he just looks kind of like him, kind of enough. But then there were a few shots, like, wait, that's the same guy. What the fuck? They should totally have, like, something where uh, people get, like, replaced by, in like, not perfect twins. And it's just, like, their stunt actor playing them. <laughs> I think, well, well, oh yeah, Spaceballs thing. That has to have happened sometime. Well, I guess Xander's brother and Buffy doesn't quite look exactly like him. He's just close. Mm-hmm. But, but this guy's like identical twin, which, uh, if anime is to believed, isn't actually a common thing in Japan. Although it happens a lot in anime and it's often remarked, this isn't a common thing. <laughs> However, it's, it's However, good story material, like so we're going to. Yes, you you have a twin on hand. Was he was he working on the Beetleborg show at the same time? I, I maybe I should have checked the dates on that, but I don't think it was the same year. It's just you you have this option. Why aren't you using it more, guys? <laughs> Holy crap! Anyway, fun episode. All right. So that is it for it, us this week, and that is it for us on Rescue Bots for a while. And that is it for November, and we're recording this before Thanksgiving. Hopefully this comes out not long after Thanksgiving. <laughs> Good like, luck. I, I still got to edit a Patreon episode. Things are busy. I have so many kittens. Oh, my God. Shit will be done before the end of the month, but I'm not sure when. Ooh. Anyway, right. next episode. Yes, yeah, so uh, next episode, do we want to make it a surprise, or do we want to tell people what's coming up? No, because when I actually post the episode, it's going to say in the episode title. Yeah, it's going to say. All right, so uh, get ready for the uh, the Knights of the Mystical Light. Or sorry, Magical Light? Magical Light. Magical Light. I think it's Magical Light. The, uh, the Visionaries. Yes, uh, much like in Humanoids, another lost one season, uh, later 80s uh, Hasbro property. Uh, that also mysteriously, uh, so I, I might have mentioned on here before that earlier this year, uh, if you tried to upload any episodes of Inhumanoids, by which I mean when I tried to upload some episodes of Inhumanoids to YouTube, they were just automatically blocked. Uh, but then a few months ago, they started letting them go through with Hasbro monetization. And apparently the same thing happened to people trying to upload Visionaries. So there's some kind of murmurings that Hasbro actually got around to sorting out the legal rights to them, to uh, both those properties. Uh, Fingers crossed that's the case, and not just that they stopped caring. Uh, But but yeah, uh, we will watch the first episode of Visionaries. 
Uh, it's it's a different animation studio than the rest of the the uh, Hasbro stuff from around the same time, and it actually well, is standard. It, they they did animate one episode of G One. Which one they? was it? Now I have to know. Uh, it wasn't Call of the Primitives. Um, <laughs> I think it was. What well, I thought that was, or maybe that was Call of the. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see what the wiki says. It, it, a mistaken belief long held the Phantom is that TMS animated the Generation 1 episode called The Primitives. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, but that's like one of those ones where it's like, like Studio Ox or whatever the shit, but I think it's at least high likelihood that TMS did that episode. Uh, apparently, uh, the episode's director has explained that it had, in fact, been contracted to regular Transformers animation studio Toyei, who then, as was common, subcontracted the work to Studio Look, and they, in turn, employed students from a vocational school. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, no, it was not actually TMS. So that entire episode is just young animators showing off to get a job? Precisely. That's a great story. It makes a lot of sense. Yes. It's pretty good. I like it. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's another, I'll, I'll have to look it up and see if the entire series was written by, uh, Flint Dilly, uh, like Inhumanoids was. Uh, definitely the first couple episodes are. First thing. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it was a fun watch and we are going to be here next week talking about it. Uh, according to the wiki, he did not, uh, but every other, uh, the other episodes were all done by frequent, Buzz Dixon? Uh, Was it Buzz Dixon? Buzz Dixon and Douglas Booth. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so the usual suspects. Uh, also the usual suspects. Yes, it, it, okay, so, so there's not an episode that's all about dinosaurs. No, Donald, I don't know if they had dinosaurs on, uh, the planet Prismos. Well, one of the guy has a thing that looks like a dinosaur. That's true. I don't know what it was called. Anyway, until uh, until next time, of course, uh, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, uh, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is iacon. I'm sorry. That is Patreon.com/slash iaconunderground. Uh, this month, we have all decided to brave the movie theaters to go see Eternals. Which hopefully will be out before this episode is out on Patreon. Yes. Well, uh, however, what we're actually Very talking about, which you can actually see, uh, is Black Widow. Uh, which had a lot more, I would say, a lot more fun Russian accents than Eternals did. Ah, uh, yes, yes. And also it ties in to uh, this month's release of the MCU TV show Hawkeye. Yes. Uh, so while we oh, yes. we are braving the movie theaters again for the time being, we are not expecting our audience to actually be braving the movie theaters yet. Uh, so we're going to be sticking to stuff that's, you know, as it comes out on Disney Plus or whatever other, you know, home things, which is part of why we haven't gotten around to doing Dune yet, because I did not brave the movie theater to see Dune. Though there's still original Dune. Mm -hmm. It's just acquiring original Dune. I mean, I have the Blu-ray. Well, you do. Because of course I do. Uh, so yes, we were talking about Black Widow. Uh, we have a lot of things to say black, about Black Widow, and we have a lot of fun things to say about cartoony Russian accents. <laughs> so for as little as a dollar a month, uh, you can get that and all of our previous Patreon specials. 
Uh, that is, again, patreon.com slash Iacon Underground. For as low as a dollar a month. Dollar That's episode. right. Let's go get some. Yeah, I don't understand these people who start their their Patreon. And these are, like, bigger, like, big podcasts that, like, start their Patreon Benefits at like ten dollars a month, and I'm like, that's oh, ten dollars. No, no, no. Most of them are like five dollars or something. Oh, which is more still. Well, five dollars. Like if it's been a podcast that's been running a long time and has a big enough audience, five dollars a month for extra episodes is fine. No, I've definitely considering some some podcasts that put out more bonus material. I've I've definitely come across a few I was listening to that wanted like $10 a month. And I was like, that would be great if I made significantly more money and wasn't spending all of my money on cat food. I mean, maybe if I cut out all comic books. They're not even my pets. Most of them. (laughs) Oh, uh, and because next week we're doing the Between Seasons free-for-all episode... Uh, Gridman is, or Dynazenon is being pushed back a week, so the second week okay. of December, and then we'll have things, then probably, I guess, Robots in Disguise, and then a Christmas episode? That sounds good. Uh, that sounds, well, or we could do the Christmas episode and then Robots in Disguise. I guess we'll see how things fall. Yeah, how, how, whatever happens. The future is a mystery. <laughs> yes. Alright, so until next time then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen, and if you are not following Buzz Dixon on Facebook, uh, he might just redeem boomers in your eyes. <laughs> and I'm David. Good night. Good night.